Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia and with me are my friends Lon and Miriam. Hey everybody. Hi everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Ladies, yeah, happy ha- Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Real, real talk though. Have you ever like pissed off your parents so much that they would be 200% not happy? All the damn time. <laughs> Must is this be the Asian best thing then? <laughs> is this the best you can do, Lon? <laughs> yeah, that was that was the that was the one liner I caught that episode. Yeah. <laughs> do we want to start with them then? Is that Jenny and Sumit? Jenny and Sumit. Yeah. Let's go ahead and yeah, let's go ahead and jump right in. So with. Jenny and Sumit, we we kind of covered this already. We already knew how the parents were going to feel about this. My take on this episode was I think he actually stood his ground. He stood his ground and he said, I'm going to do it. And it doesn't actually matter what you say. You know, no, we don't approve. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. He asked for their blessing. And when they wouldn't give it, he actually was like, well, you know, your your say actually doesn't even matter. You know, and I thought that was surprising. And I think he um there were maybe two or three instances where he actually retorted and actually stood up for himself and stood up for his own happiness. And obviously it ended with him like low key referring to his suicide again. Like he said something like, When I was dying, where were you? And how about my happiness? And I you know shit shit fucking got real yo (laughs) during that scene but um for me jenny she didn't look very hurt and she walked out and said i don't want to do this to this family i should just go back to america and for me my take i think that's exactly what she should do and it sucks that she cashed out her retirement and sold all her possessions but Honestly, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, I don't think she's going to be in a happy place if she stays in this relationship. I think they'd both be happier if she just went home and started her life anew. What was was y'all take on that? I'm on the same page. I think that she needs to kind of get away from the situation. You know, I think it's one thing if Samit came to America... Um, the relationship might have a chance to be successful. But I think in India, because of the custom and the culture and and the family and the family name and all the complications and challenges that they're facing, is going to make it really difficult for them just to have a normal life. I mean, the mom and the dad gave it to him. They were just like, they, whatever was in their head, they just said it to him. And they made it very clear that they're not happy they even try to like tell him to come home. Like, it's okay. Like, come on. Like, you go, you went ahead and did this. Now let's go. Like, you're finished with your tantrum. I thought that was kind of comical, honestly. Um, but I just don't think that they're ever going to give give their blessing. And Sumi is trying over and over again to get it because that's what he wants. And I'm, I mean, everyone wants their parents to be happy during a special moment in their lives, which is getting married again. But I think for Jenny, you know, I would be kind of annoyed because if it was up to Jenny, they would have gotten married 
two days ago, right? And everything yeah. is just it keeps <laughs> he dragging had his window out. Window of opportunity. <laughs> totally, like the window is way open, and I think Jenny is just like done with it. I think she's like, look, now we can get married. Who cares about everyone? Like true love, you know, can happen for us. And Sumit's the one dragging his heels. So I feel like it is the best thing for her just to leave. It's just so much drama to stay. Who wants to put up with that? That's just not like something that is normal for like a new marriage. How much stress is that going to give them? And are they going to succeed? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I agree with both of you. The way I look at this is, Jenny, it's not going anywhere. Because she has nothing to go back to in the U.S. I think that she will try to make it work. And the only reason she walked away was because she was just frustrated. And she may say things like, okay, I'm going back to the U.S. You know, I don't want to do this to the family. But you know what? It's a little too late because if she knew, if she really genuinely is looking out for the family, she wouldn't have done this with Sumit while he was married. She would have left it alone. Right. But, you know, she decided to cash out her retirement. You know, she packed up and migrated to India and now she's stuck. And I think that's why their relationship is not about Sumit trying to get a green card. Their relationship is just simply let's plan our roots in India because I guess her money stretches further in India. So, why would they want to move to the U.S.? And so I think, I mean, this is like rinse, repeat, right? So I don't know where this is going, but I definitely know that I don't think they're going back to the U.S. anytime soon. What resonated with me too is it almost seems like it's not so much the marriage with her. I'm sure that's a big deal, but it made it seem like, and because my upbringing was very similar, when the mom said something like, we have to lower our eyes in public because people are saying these things about you now. People are seeing you outside and they're they're saying things to us and now we have to lower our eyes. When she said that, it resonated with me because there are times when my parents, I felt like it's not that they were unhappy with my decision, it was that they were unhappy with everybody else's perception of them. Like, what is everyone going to think of us? We raised you better. People are going to say, we didn't raise you right, or we blah, blah, blah. Growing up, I remember having this resentment and always thinking to myself, well, fuck those people. Like, why are Mm. you so concerned with what your church friends are going to say? You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like when um, his mom said something, made a remark like that, like, oh, now people are coming up to us and they're saying this and we have to lower our eyes in, in public now. It almost, to me, it was like that was the problem. That's the truth right there. That's the problem that you have. Not that your son's in love, not that she's older, but that you, for some reason, feel some kind of way that the people around you view you a certain way or are talking about you a certain way. And I identify, you know, with Samit's struggle, but at the same time, as much as we can always say, well, fuck them, like tell them to fuck off. It's not that easy in their society. They, re- mm-hmm. they, they have to live that. 
So I get that, right? They have to live that daily. And who knows for how long, maybe for the rest of their lives, they have to walk around carrying shame or carrying some kind of burden that's being inflicted upon them by others. And that that really sucks. But, you know, so as much as I want to say, yeah, like, why can't you just tell everybody, fuck you guys, like, let my son mm-hmm. live his life. That's not the culture that they're in. And they have to actually live it and experience it daily. So I also I understand that and it sucks. And that really resonated with me when she said it brought me back to my own upbringing. When my mom would say, well, what, what are people going to think of us? And I, I didn't give a shit. I'm like, I don't fucking care. You know, but that was what she would say. That was the that was what she would use against me. People will think, you know, that that we raised you this way or my church friends are talking like this and like that. And I'm like, I don't fucking give a fuck, though. Yeah. You know, but again, that's their culture. That's their society. They have to live it. They have to walk in the streets facing this kind of I don't know what. What's the word I'm looking for? Not discrimination, but yeah, right. Ridicule. You know, ridicule. Like, society's going to poke at them. Yeah, yeah. Make fun of them for sure. Right. Um, and um, yeah, what you were saying about Jenny, I do think, yeah, she has nothing to return to. This is it for her. This is yeah. it. She goes back to the States. She's not going to jump on match.com. What the fuck is she going to do? Right. Like get on OKCupid and start dating. No, that that's not an option for her. Right. I mean, the only reason she got away with it this time around was because it was she got catfished, right? So I do feel also that desperation on Jenny's end where this is it. I found a guy who loves me for who I am and doesn't care that I'm old. How do I risk, you know, do I risk putting out the feelers and seeing who's going to dig me in America? So I kind of get that too. Um, their relationship is odd though. It is a weird relationship. So... Even in America, I think there'd be a lot of like finger pointing and judgment and True whispers. <laughs> yeah. And so in a society like India, where people are super conservative, male dominated society for a younger man to marry someone who's number one, a foreigner, I'm sure that's weird, white, and then visibly much older than him. It's just weird. So yeah, I feel the parents. Uh, I wouldn't want my, my kids to be with someone like that much older than them. His father made it seem like the problem was Jenny, though. He said, why her? And he said something like, go date whoever. Go date like a hundred-year-old or something like that. Did you remember what he said that? <laughs> like, what else? Go like, yes. Is this the best you can do? Yeah, said, go, go find another oldie. Yeah. He said, go find another oldie, yeah, oldie like her. her. <laughs> oh, no. And he goes, he's like, this is the best you could do? Like, yeah. damn, that was such a burn. I was like, you, oh, shit. If I was Sumit, I would say, but dad, oldie is goldie. Oldie is goldie. <laughs> Yeah. I I do want to say mad props to Jenny. She's one of the very few or maybe the only cast member on the 90 Day Fiance roster that seems to adapt well to foreign life. I'm not sure about you guys, but to me, she has not yet complained about not having a dishwasher, not having AC. Like she pretty much adapts really well. And I think the internet is starting to notice that. You saw in the previous episode, she did the laundry manually, like she hung the clothes on a line. And I know not many Americans would be open to that. Um, They probably don't know what that looks like to manually like dry out your clothes or wash them by hand. And, you know, mad props to her for cooking, what was it, uh, kheer, if I'm not wrong, the sweet 
Indian kind of like looks like grits, but it's not. Mm. Yeah. I mean, really mad props to Jenny for really adapting well, you know, in a foreign land. Really That's embracing good. the yeah, really embracing the Indian I culture. I don't give her enough credit. You're right. That's yeah, true. I kind of see that good side of her, especially when you compare her to someone like uh, a Devon or Brittany who wants the foreign culture to adapt to them. You know, like they don't give mm-hmm. a fuck like where they are. Like, oh, I'm American. Like, I don't care what you think. Like, I you need to adapt. You need to accept who I am. And I don't need to adapt to who you are. You're different and I'm different, but you need to understand that I'm American. At least that's, mm. the, that's the attitude that, you know, they, they seem to display. Speaking of Britney and, well, speaking of Britney, do you guys want to talk a bit about Britney and Yazan? Because I definitely want to give a shout out to Adam, the translator. Yes. He's been the yeah. most accurate translator MVP, out there. MVP, M- yeah. MVT, MVP. Most, valu- <laughs> most valuable translator. Yeah. <laughs> um, I relied on his translations rather than the subtitles. I'm like, okay, what's he going to say about this? Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's too he bad it's, it's lost in uh, Britney, right? Because it's not like she give a fuck about Yazan. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. The only thing I really had to say about Britney and Yazan was props to Yazan's brother. I felt that. I love my brothers. And when he told Brittany, like, to be honest, if the whole world stood against my brother, I would stand with him or something like that. I forget the exact quote, but man, that was some fucking like ride or die shit right there. And I was like, oh man, that's a real brother right there. That's brotherly love, you know, when he said that, when she was, when she started to cry and she said, everybody's going to be against him, you know, or the whole world's going to be against him. And he came back with that. It was just so like touching and poetic. And just like you could tell that this guy loves his brother, and he's like, "Fuck it, like I'm gonna go down with him, dude. I'm a right or wrong man. I, I'm riding with my brother, dude." And I just that really was like, man, you know that t- that touched me, guys. That was really a sweet moment to witness. But Brittany, don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah. She's over there. <laughs> she's over there, just like playing with now the brother. Like now she's like deeper into this pile of shit that she's created. So I thought that was super awesome of Yazan's brother to like be like, listen, I know you love my brother. I'm supporting you guys. But little does he know that this bitch is just trying to get followers so she could sell her new weave to like on the damn internet or whatever. He gave her a lot, a lot more credit than I would have. Yeah. Yeah. For the tears. Like, oh, I think, I think she really loves him and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, no, you don't. (laughs) Yeah. You don't know her. Yeah. But I think he fell for the act a little bit more. He hasn't seen all the footage we've seen. He just he just saw her cry, and I think, you know, if you're someone like me, a, a woman crying, that's definitely one of my weaknesses. And I think it's he has a weakness for that too. And he thought that was a genuine moment, but for me, I didn't buy it. No, she's full of shit, dude. What about how she posted on her Instagram this week, and I sent it to Lana and Nadia? It was a video of her grinding and dancing on Yazan's lap while he was drinking. And like, it looked like they're in a club having fun. What did you guys think about that? I think he's just trying to prove to the world that Yazan is amenable to changes. And if only he can like fuck what his parents said or like I don't know. Like I, it's it's hard for me to say, but I get the message she's trying to send out is that he's actually not the goody two shoes that we all think he is. But so right. what? 
I mean, I'm going to make a very controversial statement here, but this thing that she's doing to Yazan, this like, you know, that potentially could get him being on a kill, right? Mm-hmm. This is like the same thing as a Karen calling the cops on a black guy. Mm-hmm. It could lead to like a devastating outcome. And yet mm-hmm. she's fucking around trying to like, play with his feelings and it's just not cool guys i mean total disregard for his safety right exactly Mm -hmm. it seems like he comes from a very strict muslim family and if my guess is right he might get killed because of him trying to not follow the the laws of islam by Mm -hmm. marrying outside of his religion not getting his future wife to convert you know that kind of stuff they're more strict over there obviously so it's it's not worth doing all that to jeopardize one person's life. And I hope she knows what she was doing because I, I don't really buy the tears, guys. It, that yeah. was pure acting. Mm-hmm. I think that, that she's trying to like discredit him on the internet. Yeah, right, also. right, right. That's the word. Like she's Thank trying you, to Mary. villainize him and she's trying to like show that, oh, you know what, like I'm not the guilty one. He's also not perfect. But kind of to your point, Nadia, those actions that she's doing these posts, it could lead to someone like just chopping his head off and, mm-hmm. and she right. don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know? Right. You're I right. think that's why like <laughs> it made that post Merim shared with us even more. It's just such a malicious move on her part. You know you've already moved on. Why don't you just leave the guy alone? Yeah. You why almost got him killed. Kick him while he's down. Right? right. And just fuck up his life even more. Like, yeah. Because they are. They they talk about it. They they see social media. They talked about her. They meaning people in his area, his culture, his society. In order for them to have the rumors about her, they must be all up in her profile. Right. So right. they're watching her shit. Right. Yeah. Um, they know she twerks. Yeah. What do you guys think about him and Melissa? It's starting to look like they're a very genuine couple to me, but maybe I'm like four episodes too late or something. But when Melissa expressed how disappointed that Tim is planning to go back, even though I think it's fucked up that he just went ahead and bought the tickets without breaking the news to her, I felt like that's really a genuine couple trying to make their relationship work. And I almost feel bad that you know, they have to be separated again because you never know when they'll be back together. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I didn't feel bad at all. Okay. I feel like if, <laughs> if this, I, let me tell you why. <laughs> yeah. Tell us. So, tell us how you're no feeling right now. <laughs> so like, number one, they're allegedly trying to work on their relationship. I think that their relationship didn't go anywhere. And that's why, Tim is going back to the U.S., okay? I think that if there was something profound happening, I think that urge to stay would be so strong that he'd be like, fuck it, I'm going to stay, I'm going to figure it out because I love her. And I can't spend like a second to be away from her. So I kind of feel because their relationship isn't in the best place that he thought, you know what, might as well just go back and get this job that I have on the line over there and then figure the rest of it out. And then number two, I think all this stuff that we saw with like, them missing each other it's because he's leaving like there are a couple that does better long distance than in person and once like you find out oh my god this person's leaving again that's when all the emotions get stirred up again right oh i'm gonna miss him he's gonna leave me but while that they were actually there in colombia working on the relationship they were fighting it didn't go anywhere there was no healing not to a good point i mean they didn't seem like 
they were like just extremely happy it was kind of like hey we're still working on a relationship and now i gotta go and then all this separation anxiety comes up and then oh i'm gonna miss you and it's gonna be so hard and i'm just used to you and all all those feelings come up not necessarily like we're in such a strong relationship feelings so that that makes sense but maram you don't think that tim is going back because of financial reasons like you don't think he's being practical about genuinely trying to support himself support them and you know not trying to be a dead weight by not being employed which is why he's planning to go back and try to get more money and come back to her so i think that if he didn't have that job on hold like let's just take that out of the factor so if he did not have a job on hold in the u.s would he be going right now to the U.S.? I don't think so. He'd make it work in Colombia. Like, he'd go hustle, try to find a job, you know, put himself out there, do whatever it takes. But now because he's got this job lined up for him, he doesn't have to put in all the effort in Colombia because that's his safety net. And I think he's going back to his safety net. I do think that a component of it is to be financially responsible because who knows what kind of job he has on hold there and who knows if he can, like, get that back again. But I don't think that was, like, the compelling reason like oh i have to be this responsible person no i think that they can easily afford to find a way to support themselves if in colombia both of them two young able-bodied people they could figure it out they could work right i'm with you on that Miriam. my take was this was the safety net this was the plan b this was if it's not working out i'm gonna take this job and that's it. So this is it. It's not working out. And he's taking the job. And to me, and maybe y'all may or may not have experienced this, but I'm sure some of our listeners have. I know I have on occasion. This was the, like, I, it felt like the false hope goodbye. Have you ever said, like, maybe during a breakup, or maybe not even a breakup, but have you ever said a goodbye with this false intention that you'll see each other again, but deep down inside, you know that you won't? And to me, that's what this scene was. Like, oh, like, I'm going to miss you. Goodbye. Like, you know, we, we, we'll see each other again. No, no, no. There was a previous season. I forgot which spinoff it was, but it was this goodbye. They were at the airport. I love you. I'm going to miss you. We'll do this again. And then they did the follow-up and they were like, nope. They is, didn't is see each other. Is it Varya again. and Jeffrey? Like after Varya turned down Jeffrey's proposal? I think Jeffrey it was, was that, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, where they had this goodbye, you know, and with the cameras rolling, they tried to make it as romantic as possible. We'll see each other again. But knowing deep down inside, this isn't working and this isn't going to happen. And maybe I'll text you or call you, but I'm not fucking coming back. <laughs> this was That's it. Such a good point. Yeah. That's so exactly what it was. It felt like that to me. Yeah. It yeah. felt like they were breaking up. But yes. Not, right? Yeah. It, that was yeah. A, yeah. No, actually, that's a really good call out. That's exactly mm. what's going on. So you guys think that Chistik felt like it wasn't going anywhere. So he almost immediately like activated plan B. Yeah. Wow. Fake tears, I mean, huh? I think he had to do it too. I don't blame him. 
I think he should have been honest. Yes, of course. I think he should have been honest. I think it's unfair, though, for her to have this expectation that he should have had all his eggs in one basket. Like, oh, well, I don't think you were 100% in it if you already had this plan. No, I think it's best to prepare yourself, (laughs) you know, because there is that chance that it wasn't going to work. You know, she's under the impression that he was he already came there with the expectation that it wasn't and that's why he had this plan b in the first place and that's why he didn't tell her but i think it was a smart move that he had to he had to protect himself so i understand that if anything i fault him for being a bit dishonest just be upfront about it we already know that honesty is the reason you guys are in trouble in the first place so don't hide that definitely be forthcoming with that information but yeah i mean it that's a scary thing, man, to be in a place that you're unfamiliar with. You speak the language, yeah, but you don't have a job. You came here for one reason, and that was to be in a relationship, and you still don't know where it stands. Yeah, I, I, he, had to, he had to resort to that safety net, and I think that's what he's doing. And I realized he didn't bring back the cat, so maybe it was a breakup. Hmm. See? Good point. Yeah, but still, met props to him for learning Spanish and being fluent. I bet he did that for her, and I thought that was really sweet. And speaking of sweet, well, this is not a good transition, but <laughs> our last couple, <laughs> Bini and Ari, well, I think it's really sweet of her to allow Avi to be baptized, because, mm. you know, obviously no one wants their kids to go to hell. <laughs> so, <laughs> What do you guys think of Ari and Beanie? I thought it was, uh, if anything, for me, this was a very entertaining scene. It was a nice, it was a breath of fresh air to see them and to see this. A celebration, you know, and yeah, she was a little awkward during the ceremony and a little awkward at the party. But still, the vibes were still really good. Benny was joking about it. Oh, I thought she was going to snatch the baby and run away, you know. He still made light of the situation. She still had a smile on her face the entire time. I thought this was really cool. I also thought that, you know, when we say, when we talk about, like, adapting to the environment and stuff, I think, you know, I want to give her a little bit of credit, too. Yeah, has she been, you know, a little resistant and stuff and reluctant? Yeah, but... When it really came to standing up to her mom and the mom saying, you know what, these these aren't ideal conditions and I don't think you should be here. She decided to keep her promise and stick around. And I think she she gets it. She knows that, okay, yeah, it's not going to be the same kind of quality that you're going to get in America, but you can raise a kid here. Obviously, there's adults in the area. They were children once, right? And they're fine. I think she gets it. She understands that we have the means. We can raise our baby here and it will be fine, right? So I really liked that she just didn't agree with her mom and, and, you know, get the first plane ticket out or resort to caving in and saying, yeah, this place sucks. I want to go back. So I don't know. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that she'll continue to stick around and stay there with, uh, with Benny. Yeah, I also want to give her some props for adjusting and being open-minded and at least trying. It seems like she's at least trying. I mean, it doesn't seem like she's like the happiest all the time, but she definitely feels like she's taking two steps in the right direction sometimes, even though it feels like a step back here and there. 
And I agree with Lon that the celebratory piece of it was very nice to see in comparison to all the arguing and like miscommunication and like cultural differences that um, TLC has been highlighting for us in the previous episode. So I do want to give her props. The whole baptism thing, I mean, she seemed like it was really strange, but you know, every country has its traditions and culture and things that do that seem weird to people that are observing. So the fact that she was open to it and did it because she wanted, you know, her husband's, not her husband, I mean, what babies, they're, they're not married, Benny and her, right? Baby like, daddy. Baby daddy, yeah. So she just wanted her baby daddy's happiness, which I thought was nice because you don't really see that too much. And yeah, I feel like hopeful for them. I feel like there's a chance that this couple might make it because there's a compromise on both sides. But I still think it's hard to raise a kid in anywhere, let alone Ethiopia, where you don't have a washer dryer, you know, you don't have a dishwasher. So I wish them the best of luck. But yeah, it was definitely it was a nice change to see them in a different place of their relationship with the family and stuff. That was cool. Yeah, I agree with both of you. Uh, Mad props to Ari for for adapting and standing firm on her decision to raise Avi in Ethiopia with his dad and his dad's family close by. That was very considerate of her, you know, especially given the fact that his ex-wife took his first child and ran away back to the U.S. So I think she she knew of the trauma that he went through. I'm just freaking out at the preview to be honest because i mean i'm not a mom but if someone were to hold my baby and go out in a crowd just to get sprayed by holy water i would be freaking out and i mean first of all i'm i'm scared of tight spaces i cannot imagine like having a baby be you know squeezing a baby amongst a crowd and it's just not i don't know i i I cannot wait to watch the next episode just to see what happens but yeah Kudos to Ari for compromising on the baptism. Anything else? (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it. it. Uh, Do you guys want to wrap it up with your WTF moment? WTF. Let's see. For me, I think it was the... And, you know, again, I'm totally anti-culture shaming, anti-tradition shaming. (laughs) I just wanted to point out that for me, it was just... A little weird that they would wrap the baby in bread and then like pretend to eat it or not even pretend to eat it, but they ate the bread afterwards. I didn't understand that. I didn't get that. I didn't get the symbolism of that or what that practice was. Yeah. They wrapped the baby in bread and then when the baby was done, like they ate the bread and I wasn't sure what that was meant to symbolize. And I was like, is that? not cannibalism is it anyway I, I again i don't know anything about the culture so before i dig myself deeper into this hole of ignorance that was my wtf moment y'all like okay it's kind of cute but then at the same time a little bit questionable for me <laughs> <laughs> so for me my wtf moment was fucking samit's dad fucking savage ass comment <laughs> oh my god i was dying he's um, like this is the best you can do like you went savage out savage in hindi like fucking like go find another oldie go find a 500 year old or something yeah. like that i was like dying i was like the fuck dude it was awesome <laughs> sorry sorry Samit and jenny but that was some funny ass shit i want to say that was my wtf moment too but then i realized 
I kind of got skeeved when I saw Sumit hugging his dad because he was hella sweaty. <laughs> it's was, hot there, man. What? I know. And I feel bad. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be the receiving end of that hug. <laughs> but I'm sorry. That's my WTF moment. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. Please consider joining our Patreon family. Every donation helps and gives you access to additional content. Join us this week for our take on the crazy family Chantel. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf or our Patreon at WTF Extra. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Bye. Bye, y'all.